When the sun rises, I wake up and chase my dreams. I won't regret when the sun sets, cause I live my life like I'm a beast. What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. What's up, guys? Glad to be with you here today. I'm excited for this episode today. I'm continuing on on a lot of the questions that I've had in the past, I'm just continuing to kind of work through them. And so that's what I'm what I'm doing today. As far as an, an update, anything going on in my life right now, lately, I think I've shared previously how I've never really ridden any kind of a board or anything. You know, I haven't, I've never done snowboarding, you know, even skateboarding, longboarding, stuff like that. And about in April, my mother-in-law got a skateboard for my daughter for her birthday. And I was trying to teach her some of the basics and I'd never really done it before. I figured I would just fall off real quickly. And I was like, you know what? I, I think I can actually do this a little bit. And that led me to getting a longboard. And then the other kids started riding the longboards too. So I got another longboard and then my wife started riding. And so now we've got a few longboards. And then I started <laughs> looking into uh, even other stuff. I started watching YouTube videos, how to how to get better, how to do some different things. And I saw a video of a, of a one wheel. And uh, if you guys have never heard of a one wheel, go look it up. But it's basically an electric skateboard type of a thing, but it's got a, it's got a wheel, a big tire in the middle of it. Um, and so you lean forward and it goes forward, you lean back and it slows down, but there's just one wheel, um, in in the middle. So it's, it's a lot tougher to balance and different things, but I have basically ridden that pretty much every single day since I've had it. And there's some trails, uh, few minutes away from my house where I love to go. Now I go there basically every day that I'm off. And even some days when I'm working, I'll still find time to get out and I'll go. I I like to go run a trail first and then get the one wheel and ride the trails. But anyway, I never expected to, you know, find something and, and to enjoy it as much as I have, but it's been an absolute blast. So if any of you guys out there ride a one wheel, I'd be interested to hear that because there's not there's not a whole lot of of people especially around me but anyway let me get into today's topic one of the biggest categories where i got a lot of questions were asking about the way that i schedule or you know what are my daily goals what do my production numbers look like daily or yearly or even some things around like overhead So I've just got a list of questions here that people either sent to me or posted on that Facebook post. I'm just going to start working through them and just give you my kind of raw, honest answers to them. And we'll just see how far we get. If we need to do another episode on it, I will. If not, then great. So the first question, so we'll kind of talk first about schedule. The first question was, it said, uh, curious about the average time it takes you personally to do different procedures. So basically, how long do you schedule for procedures and how do you stagger or double book patients? And then gave some examples, a quad of uh, class twos, extractions or crowns. So let me let me start out by kind of prefacing this. And from the very beginning, I kind of was just looking at 
you know, when I bought the practice, how much was it doing on average per day? And, uh, you know, trying to set a goal and kind of go from there. The very first goal that I really set for myself was to do uh, 4,500 a day. I figured if my one hygienist could do about 1,000 uh, in a day, then I could do 3,500. And that seemed uh, relatively doable to me. And so that's where I, where I started out. And um, in the beginning, it really was just about giving myself enough time to feel like I could adequately finish procedures and do good quality, good clinical work. And then uh, over time, as I started hitting some uh, a little bit, you know, I started hitting 4,500 pretty consistently, then I would raise the goal to 5,500. And I basically have continued to do that over the years to get to the point where I'm at now, where for really, bas- I, I guess for the last about year and a half, my daily goal has been 13,000. And that's adjusted production. So the daily collections goal is about the same at about 13,000. And that's what I'm averaging so far for this year. We're halfway into the year at this point. So as long as I'm able to continue that, then hopefully uh, it's it's looking like it's going to be a pretty good year for me. And that's all. I mean, obviously, it doesn't matter the number of days that you work, or maybe it does. I was talking with a client last night, Daniel Baker, who I'd like to get on the show and just talk a little bit. We just finished up 12 months working together and he's really made a a lot of big changes and really grown his practice really significantly in the first year. But I was just talking to him, you know, in this last month, he took a week off and he's really kind of been pushing really hard for the first year. So, you know, he took his first long vacation and had a really good experience, but he also reached the best daily production or production per day that he's ever had in the practice. And he was pointing out, he was saying, well, I wonder what I would have gotten to if I wouldn't have taken that week off. And although that's a very fair question, I was, you know, I kind of countered to him. I said, I said, if, if I could give you another way to look at it is maybe that vacation allowed you, or I would argue that it actually did allow you and pushed you to reach a higher daily production than you've ever received before. Whether that meant that you were looking forward to a vacation and so you're able to just push harder and work things in, or even that, you know, when you got back from your vacation, you just felt more, you know, kind of revitalized and ready to go and just hit it hard. So anyway, that's kind of a a long way to kind of explain the progression of of where I've gotten. So I work three days a week and probably take a week of vacation, probably about every six weeks. And so I believe that part and that that is part of the equation that allows me to hit what I consider to be a good good daily number for production and collections. A big part of that equation is, is taking time off, feeling refreshed, and also just condensing your schedule. If this idea is interesting to you or new to you, go back and listen to some of the the previous podcasts. One of the very first ones, I think it was maybe number episode four or five that, that Justin and I did together where we talked about just this idea. Can you take off more time and make more money? And then the other episode was one that we released last year, probably in about around August, 2020. And the title of the podcast is, are you working too much? I think that's what it is. But essentially it was the idea that a lot of people came back from the pandemic 
and kept the same schedule, but all of a sudden they were hitting these huge production numbers. And it's because they had an increased demand and in a way they had to condense their schedule. So my argument in in that situation is, well, you're probably working more than you need to if you're able to hit bigger numbers. So anyway, let me get into some of the the nitty gritty questions now that I've answered kind of some of that big picture stuff. So as far as these these questions, how long do you schedule for procedures and how do you stagger or double book patients? All right, sorry. Let me again, again go back to the beginning where there's different ways to schedule and none is... In my opinion, there's no one right way. There's not a wrong or right way to do it. But I think the best thing that you can do is kind of play around with some of these different ways and see what works best in your office and what works best for you. I've done provider time scheduling and I've done block scheduling. And uh, in TLP Academy, we kind of we go through both of those. And I think Justin, mostly what he did in his office was block scheduling based on the goal for the day. And we, we did an episode talking about that as well. I've done all of those systems. Where I'm at in my office now is basically we kind of have our main framework schedule where I know that I know that these are all solid appointments it's a little bit of a combination of both of provider time scheduling and block scheduling because we're scheduling based on how much production, but also how much time it's going to take me to require to get it done. And that we're kind of going to, hopefully we're going to hit our goal based on what's already in there. And then we're going to work things into the schedule in spots where that's available. So uh, let me try and explain it a, a little bit. So for example, uh, this the person that asked this question said, you know, how long do you schedule for a quad of resins of class twos? If I had, if I had a quad, and first of all, let me say, it's not super common for me to have just a, a quad of, of fillings. Usually more common is to be doing multiple quads of maybe five fillings total on right and left side combine or something like that. I'm very frequently... Uh, we'll, we'll do kind of, if there's only a lot of, a lot of the time, what it comes down to is how long is it going to take to complete all of the work that they need? And, you know, if it's going to take eight hours, then maybe we're going to have two to three appointments that are all of those appointments are going to be two to three hours. Really, it kind of comes down to the patient, how much can they afford and how long do they want to be in the chair and get work done? But, you know, anytime when there's a patient that has five cavities or, you know, five teeth. And if they're around the mouth, I'm just going to get them numb in all those different areas and get all of the work done. Obviously, if their patients, patients have concerns with that, then we'll uh, work around those concerns. But to, again, to answer the question directly, a quad of, of class twos, I probably would schedule for an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half, somewhere in there. And a lot of it, a lot of it comes down to what we have adjacent to, to that. So obviously, and this kind of goes back to provider time scheduling and it can work in block scheduling too, as well in, in something like fillings, you really don't get a break in there with a, with a crown. You've got a, you've got a break in there where the assistant can take over and do some of the work fillings, it doesn't happen that way. So if I've got a lot of fillings, usually I, you know, I don't want to have too much in an adjacent column uh, that I have to worry about. For extractions, honestly, most of our extractions that we do are worked in same day. 
unless those extractions are, you know, like full mouth extractions where we're doing dentures or, um, you know, multiple extractions where we're doing bone grafts and planning for implants or maybe doing some immediate implants. But uh, I, I do a lot of just single extractions. People come in with with a toothache. I've already got my kind of my productive column and I'll work in and a, a limited exam, decide we need to pull a tooth and we'll get it done that same that same day. And it, it typically an extraction doesn't take very long. You know, come up with a plan, get the patient numb, go back and, and work in the other op or do what else. And assistant sets up, come back, and most of the time it doesn't take too long to to get the, the tooth out or do whatever's necessary. So that's kind of a, a roundabout way of answering the question of how long do I schedule for an extraction? Usually, if we anticipate it's going to be an extraction, we'll probably have an hour on the schedule for limited exam, x-rays, and then time to, to get that done. That also does mean that at times when we have an hour scheduled and the patient decides that they want to do a root canal and a crown, it means that we're going to have to work that in. And I would say 90% of the time, even if I've only got an hour in there, I'm still going to, if the patient is there, they are ready to pay. They are ready to get the work done. I am almost always going to say, yes, we can do this today. We'll work it out. And it's kind of this idea that I call the fluid schedule. And it basically just goes around your goals, what you're trying to reach each day. If I've got a patient that's there ready to drop a couple thousand on on treatment right now and my next patient in 30 minutes is for one occlusal or for a denture adjustment or or something where you know I don't really have the capacity to do both what I'm going to do is I'm going to say yes to that patient and I'm going to move forward with that. The front desk knows that when I put that in the schedule that they're going to probably need to call some patients and rearrange things. And that's Something that we talk a lot more about in individual coaching and kind of go through the details and talk about how to do that. But that kind of at least gives you kind of an idea. This idea of a fluid schedule is so important to me. And it's really been something that has helped me to break through this plateau of hitting $10,000 days and then taking those days to closer to like 15,000 or even 20,000 on certain days. So let me address one other thing that I think is very important. When you're considering your daily goals and your daily average of production, there's too many people that, too many dentists, when they're looking at the schedule, maybe they go into the office and it's it's a low production day or somebody falls off the schedule and that was a big part of the day. Too many dentists kind of just think, all right, I'm just going to chalk this one up as a waste of day and we'll try again tomorrow. That's so wrong. You, you only have right now, you only have today to hit the numbers, to work hard. I mean, you can't, you can't do anything about tomorrow. I mean, yes, you can. You can work on the schedule for tomorrow, but all you have is this present moment. So what you need to be working on is how do you look for treatment right now? How can we be, be calling patients, you know, and working on things at the front? And how can I be looking at the, the patients that are in hygiene that have work? And I can say, hey, we had a cancellation. If you want to stay and get this done, we'll save you a trip. Or looking at my patients that are already scheduled and saying, hey, we had a, we had a cancellation and we actually have more time on the schedule. If you want to get more of this work done, we can, we can totally get it done today. And having those types of conversations you really can do a lot more than you think. 
Because if you're always looking for those opportunities and you're always asking, it's going to make a very significant difference. Even on those days, maybe where, you know, the, the schedule falls apart, maybe you still don't hit the goal. Um, but let's say you hit, you know, you get to 80% of your, your goal instead of 40%. This, this whole idea is that we should always try and increase the, the capacity and continuing, continue to try and raise our ceiling. So on those low days, how can we, how, how can we increase the low days so that our lowest are still, you know, a lot higher than the lowest was a year ago or two years ago? And again, looking at the high end, how can we increase our capacity on those high days when it seems like everybody wants to get things done and they're ready to go, they're ready to pay? The more that you can increase your capacity on those days, again, that's going to help increase your overall average uh, of what you can do per day. So I'm going to wrap up there for today. I, I kind of hit a lot of big picture things and I think all of those um, I think all of those principles are very important. If you don't understand that those big picture principles, then all of the little nitty-gritty details are not going to make sense. So, again, remember that the big picture is we're trying to maximize every single day, every single hour while we're in the office. So, try and wrap your mind around those ideas. Listen to this episode again and and go back and think through all right, is that how I think of my day? Let's try it. Let me think about this. And you know, maybe I've got a mantra that I repeat to myself during the day for the next week and see how it changes things. Try that out. Let me know how it goes. And next week, I will talk to you more and keep going through some of those individual questions. But I think it's important to start with the big picture before we're getting into a lot of those details. Everybody have a great week. Keep crushing it and let me know how things are going. Feel free to post on our Facebook page, the Lifestyle Practice Podcast for Dentists, or you can always reach any of us by email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, or Justin or Steve at thelifestylepractice.com. See you guys. Never break a sweat, cause I live my life like it's all I got.